Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Autoline Daily. Today is Tuesday, the 27th of November, and I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, filling in for John, who is on his way to California to cover the LA Auto Show. But more on that later. Let's get to the news. Last month, Hurricane Sandy put a dent in car sales, but this month, the storm is expected to have a positive effect on sales. According to Ward's Auto, sales in November will hit 1.12 million units for a SAR of 15.2 million units, the highest since February 2008. The storm pushed back some purchases last month, plus thousands of vehicles that were destroyed need to be replaced. A new study from the National Insurance Crime Bureau estimates that 230,000 vehicles were damaged because of the hurricane. Yesterday, General Motors introduced a small EV in China. Today, the company revealed the electric version of the Chevy Spark in LA. GM didn't announce its range, but expects it to be among the best in its segment. The Spark EV will initially be sold in California and Oregon, as well as Canada, South Korea, and other global markets. The car will be priced under $25,000 with tax incentives. And speaking of the Spark, starting next year it will integrate Apple's voice-activated system Siri into the car. Customers who own compatible iPhones can use Siri through Chevy's MyLink infotainment system. Drivers can do things like make voice-activated phone calls or play songs in iTunes. The new feature will also be offered with, the certain, with certain models of the Chevy Sonic. And speaking of General Motors, the former head of marketing at the company, Joel Iwanek, was just hired by Fisker. Iwanek will work on an interim basis as Fisker's head of global sales while the company looks for a replacement for the retiring Richard Beatty. According to the Wall Street Journal, Iwanek was working with the company as a consultant and will continue that role while the company searches for a new head of global sales. Hey, I want to remind you to tune in to AutoLine's live broadcast from the floor of the LA Auto Show tomorrow. John will be talking to top-level executives at the show, like Adrian Hallmark from Jaguar Land Rover, Mark Royce from GM, Tim Kaniskas from Fiat, and many others but you can get involved and send questions now. Submit your questions by clicking the link in today's show notes or by visiting John's journal on autoline.tv where you'll see a full up-to-date list of the guests slated to appear. And make sure you tune in Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific for the live show. Now it's time for our continuing series of barn finds, all about some of the hidden automotive gems that you, our audience, send our way. Recently, we got photos from viewer Eddie Mersuli of his uncle's 1957 Chevy 210. But while this 57 looks like a run-of-the-mill classic, there's more than meets the eye. Under the hood, you'll find a 2.8-liter diesel engine, including the transmission and differential from a Toyota camper van. Eddie tells us that the Chevy uses the stock fuel tank and gets around 42 miles per gallon. Not sure we'll ever hear that again. Thanks to Eddie for sending these pictures our way. And remember, if you've got any pictures you want to share with us, 
send them to viewermail at autolinedetroit.tv. We'll take videos too. Just upload them to your favorite video sharing service like YouTube, send us the link, and you just might see them on a future show. Coming up next, the Volkswagen Group masters a classic formula, product desirability equals profitability. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. I've written columns about cracking the code in the premium market before, and nothing ever changes, because it's all about the product, always has been about the product, and always will be about the product. But though the parameters may not be wavering from that fundamental industry high-octane truth, how automakers are pursuing this quest for excellence is showing signs of unexpected boldness. We only have to look as far as the Volkswagen Group to see how things are dramatically unfolding. The Volkswagen Group, led by the maniacal genius Ferdinand Piëch, is on an unbelievable roll right now, wrangling such pivotal brands as Volkswagen, Audi, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini and Porsche, to name a few, the Volkswagen Group is orchestrating the most successful array of brands the industry has seen since GM's glory days. Normally it would be a recipe for disaster, but the Volkswagen Group is making it work. How? The Volkswagen Group's individual brands are allowed to run fairly autonomously, with individual design, engineering, and product development functions tuned to the specific brands. And on top of that, for the most part, the Volkswagen Group seems to get the whole image wrangling thing, employing highly disciplined marketing, positioning, and advertising strategies. The result? The brands all have a distinctive identity in the market and are clearly defined to consumers. Believe me, there are manufacturers with just one brand to worry about who can't even come close to the brand differentiation going on in the Volkswagen Group. But the kicker in all this, and the one thing that confounds and infuriates its competitors, is that Volkswagen Group employs 520,000 workers. That's more than GM, Ford, and Fiat Chrysler combined, plus another 82,000. And in the first six months of 2012, Volkswagen built 200,000 fewer vehicles than General Motors, and it needed 310,000 more people to build them. How can this possibly be, you might ask? How can that level of inefficiency be rewarded with success in the market? Well, Volkswagen has posted $7.7 billion in profits to date this year, as compared to $4.6 billion for GM. How do they do it? Well, maybe the car I'm driving this week, the 2013 Audi S7, offers a glimpse at how the Volkswagen Group's profitability is soaring. The Audi S7 shares the vehicle architecture with the A6 underneath, and then it is given the full zoot suit treatment by the magicians at Audi. The S7 is graced by elegantly swoopy fastback bodywork found in the A7, concealing a hatchback, and it signals its presence on the road with an array of LED lighting that would warm the heart of any Hollywood production designer. Stuffed with a 420 horsepower V8 and finished off with the usual exceptional Audi interior design and detailing, the S7 is indeed an impressive piece. But let's not forget it started out as an A6 underneath. The Audi A6, in case you're wondering, starts out at an MSRP of 42200 A regular A7 starts out at a price of 60100 and the S7 starts out at a base price of 78800 The S7 I'm testing this week comes in at a stunning 94570 however, 
albeit with a boatload of options. So if you're wondering how the Volkswagen Group does it, the S7 is a graphic demonstration of how it's done. But then again, it's still more than that, which brings us full circle. You first ha have to have the product, and that will never, ever change. Then you have to have the kind of brand image that is crystal clear to consumers, one unwavering in its execution and consistency. And if it's dead on, as Audi's marriage of product and brand image is, then you're able to create the fundamental desire for your product that will have people paying real money to acquire it. It's a classic industry formula. Product desirability equals profitability, but one that Audi and the Volkswagen Group have spit-shined to perfection. And that's the high-octane truth for this week. That wraps up, and that wraps up today's episode. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.